Homestyle Green, episode 107. Energy efficient buildings with green tomato. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast all about inspiring people to make a better place to live. And this week on the show, I've got William Ray, who's the technical director for Green Tomato Energy. And among other things, he's uh, he's actually an Aussie, even though he's living in the UK. And he's become passionate about energy efficiency or just energy in general in buildings. And he's, uh, he's an engineer by training, but has fallen in love with architecture and getting uh, buildings working properly for people. So... I think it's quite a lot in common with me, actually, uh, in, in all of that, uh, as an engineer who grew up in Australia and has f- kind of fallen into uh, a situation where I'm involved with a lot of architects and, and uh, working with people to make buildings better for people and for the planet. Um, I had some great feedback recently, thanks to uh, Jacob. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, he listened to... A episode a couple of weeks ago about blower door tests uh, with Thomas Van Ramsdonk, and uh, he is interested in becoming a tester, a an air tightness tester. And if you are at all interested in doing that and getting some training in blower doors and air tightness in general, then I recommend heading over to the Proclima website. And if you'd like to get in touch with Thomas or his team directly, then do. Drop me a line, drop me an email, matthew at homestylegreen.com, and I can point you in the right direction uh, wherever you are. If you're in here in New Zealand, Australia, and uh, also reach out. We've got lots of contacts now across the UK, Europe, and North America as well. And thank you for uh, another great comment. Uh, Jonathan Rich, who, who contacted me uh, via LinkedIn, actually, this is another good way to get in touch with me. He says, um, just about to commence building a passive house and love your podcasts. That is awesome to hear because uh, for anyone watching me down in the studio, I might look a bit silly talking to myself into this microphone, but it's awesome knowing that there are people out there and this is useful content and inspiring and hopefully giving you some confidence in the direction that you've chosen with your design as well. And if you'd like further assistance with that, I'm more than willing to help. In fact, I've helped a few people recently who have been working with a designer or a, an architect or a builder. They kind of know that they're not going to be satisfied with the building code. And wherever you're building, that's a really good place to start. Don't be satisfied with the local building code. You can go beyond that because the building code is a bare minimum. But if you want some help with what that actually means and some confidence in standing your ground when you have a uh, discussions with a designer or an architect or a builder, then get in touch, and I'd love to see if I can help you out. Now, before we get into this week's show, just a quick shout-out to our awesome sponsors, Nudura and also Proclima, and they are both great products and building systems if you are looking for a home or a building that is going to perform better. Nadora's insulated concrete forms, great, fast, efficient way of building and results in a, a very strong, resilient house. And if you're at all interested in air tightness or building anywhere close to a passive house standard, then I 
highly recommend going and checking out Proclima. And you can find links to both of them on homestylegreen.com. Now, this is uh, episode 170. You can find, you will be able to find all the show notes. They might not be out straight away because I've got quite a lot going on this week. But if you head over to homestylegreen.com slash 107, sometime in the near future, you will find all the show notes and links to this episode. Now, here is Will talking about his team at Green Tomato and what they get up to. Hope you enjoy. I've got William Ray joining me from Hammersmith in London today. How are you, Will? I'm very well. Thank you, Matthew. So, Will, you're the technical director of Green Tomato Energy and um, been sort of involved in the engineering and, uh, and technical side of things for, for a number of years now. Can you tell us, um, firstly, why you do what you do? Ah, uh, well... I, I really love what I do. I think that's that's the first thing to say. I mean, I've kind of stumbled into the area of energy and buildings. I sort of originally wanted to get into to renewables when I sort of finished my engineering degree. Yep. But since then, um, really, you know, buildings have become my passion and I've kind of learned to love architecture and the process of, you know, creating, uh, you know, really fun and interesting buildings and particularly homes and houses and you know, understanding the way they work and trying to create, you know, buildings that work for people. I think that's, it's really, really rewarding to, you know, when you are able to finish a project and, uh, and, and create a home that's, you know, comfortable and kind of low energy and sustainable. That's, yeah, that's, that's a a really great outcome. Uh, You know, even if I can't, can't quite get there with my own home, I can do it vicariously through others. (laughs) Nice, nice. Is it what's the biggest motivation there? Is it the the I sense that there's an environmental passion and concern there, but also you're you're helping people. What's the big driver for you? Uh, the environment definitely. I mean, you know, I I guess I've grown up kind of understanding climate change and the the challenges of of that. Maybe where uh, you know other people have kind of taken a bit longer to to wake up to it and. And, you know, the motivation to do something that seems, you know, really simple and obvious to do, which is trying to fix our houses, fix our buildings, um, you know, is, is you know, the way that I feel like I can contribute to, to that problem. So, yeah, that, that's really a big motivation for me. Awesome. Now, I've got to ask you before we go on, Green Tomato, where does the name yeah. come from? <laughs> it was it was originally generated by the, the, the founders of the business, um, uh, Tom Packenham and, and, and actor, and they they kind of created this idea. It was sort of fun and catchy in the sort of the style of Apple, but the idea of green tomato being, you know, there are all these green industries which you know could be fantastic, you know, uh, one day. But you know, when they started the business about five or six years ago, they were very much not quite ripe yet. So this right. idea of being green and, and, and but being, you know, just ready, ready, not quite ripe, but, you know, you can still use green tomatoes. They make a good chutney. They do, they do, yeah. <laughs> I've got plenty of them in my garden at the moment. Um, now, you've, um, we were talking just before about some, uh, some of the projects that you're involved in. Um, can you give us a sense of, from your point of view, what what's gone wrong with houses and buildings in general? What are the the biggest problems that you see with the existing housing stock? 
I think, you know, in the UK, there's a lot of work that's, you know, the property is generally old, you know, heritage properties are a large portion of the stock, you know, 80%, you know, plus has been built, you know, in the 1960s or before, you know, but they haven't stayed still, they haven't stayed static, you know, people have wanted to improve and upgrade them. And there's been various kind of add-ons added here, you know, people have maybe switched out the glazing for double glazing. That's been incredibly you know, popular here using UPVC double glazing. Or they might have added a conservatory on the back or they've done you know, one or more improvements. And, and what you end up with is a sort of a, a kind of hodgepodge of improvements that from a, from a performance point of view don't, don't really work. You know, that they, they don't stop uh, the drafts because you know, the drafts leak through elsewhere, whether it's through the floorboards or or around the doorways or, or, or the windows don't fit over time. Or you've, by adding the windows into these, you know, double glazed windows into these old buildings, you've actually affected the ventilation. You know, they've made it, the indoor air quality very poor. You've created mould and condensation. Um, you know, so these incremental improvements have, uh, you know, or even adding insulation in some cases, whether it's cavity wall and external wall insulation, you know, where it's not been done correctly you know and not been done as part of a whole house you know vision for the property you know it leads to problems and it doesn't save as much energy as people think they would and you know it creates a building environment which is not as not as comfortable and and often can be unhealthy so the problem that you're solving is not one of lack of awareness that something needs to be done it's more about fixing what has been done and and integrating the whole thing together yeah, I think that's that's definitely the case. And also kind of there is a, an education issue in that you need to overcome with people this idea that, you know, there is a sort of silver bullet, you know, oh, if I just install a new heating control, you know, fancy whiz-bang heating controller or if I install a double glazing, it's going to fix everything because actually, you know, houses – uh, are these kind of funny things that will work, everything kind of works together as a system. So you need to kind of look at the house as a whole and that, you know, getting people to understand how the building kind of works as a whole um, is, is, is our big challenge. I often, I often use the metaphor of, you know, a seesaw and, you know, to get a nice comfortable internal temperature, you know, you, what you're doing is you're adding energy. So you're putting a weight on one end of the sea, seesaw to make up for the the person sitting at the other end of the seesaw, which is all the heat losses in the building. But right. in actual fact, it's, it, it's not really a seesaw. When you actually turn it on its side, it's actually a it's a very precariously balanced spinning you know, plate sitting on a point. So, um, you know, you see, even if you get that energy balance right, what you might be doing on the other sides is either affecting the moisture in the building and, like I say, causing damp and, and mould problems or causing, uh, you know, ventilation, um, indoor air quality problems, which will, you know, again, be, be not beneficial for the building or for the people in it. So getting people to understand the that the kind of uh, the process that we need to go through to, to, to make the building work properly as a low energy building is a, it, that's, that's a bit of education that we need to do. I like your comment on your website that you believe in applying the laws of physics, which is kind of <laughs> handy. <laughs> yeah. The phys- physics do turn out to be quite handy. Who knew? Um, yeah. The, the, Pretty they, hard to get around uh, as well. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's exactly it is that, you know, 
the first principles approach is is the best and that's that's where you start from you know, you can't get past these uh you know heat and mass transfer you know laws and that's kind of where i come from as an engineer and where all the the other guys that i work with you know come from in terms of their their background and you know often people apply uh, things because they've either heard it's the right thing to do mm. or so someone's told them or they they um you know they've they've applied a rule of thumb that they've read somewhere and and they don't understand the physics behind it and you know they can they can end up causing more problems than than when they start and it's you know it's why we like if you like the the passive house um you know approach is is quite useful for us because you know it does come from that kind of first principles physics uh ideas so it's something that we've kind of grown to grown to love and use quite a lot now the problem i find with physics is that it is logical and Mm. houses and households tend to be more emotional and the decisions made on houses is aren't necessarily logical How, how do you combat that yeah it's a it's a good question i mean the you know the com- compromise. You know, in terms of what you know, where people want to spend their money on a building. You know, is quite interesting. You know, and that it's always that's down to individuals. You know, the, that that different parts of the household will either want you know nice curtains or nice kitchen or, yeah. or a nice bathroom, and and others will want you know efficient or low running cost or nice shiny technology. Um, and it's it's about balance, and I think it's also about getting people to understand that we're actually meeting you know actually meeting their goals of 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 comfort you know the physics really can help meet those goals and it actually adds to the usability and the the friendliness of the space we're never gonna you know we're never gonna suggest something that's gonna you know destroy the aesthetics or 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 um the kind of function of the the building it's always working within those those constraints to create and actually that's part of the fun and the challenge is about applying the physics within the constraints yeah Um, Yeah. you know it's about you know if you want if you can't touch the outside of a building as is quite common in the uk you know um putting insulation on the inside now that's you know that sounds like a simple exercise of just okay we just put some insulation on inside the wall not uh, and just you know put plasterboard over the top actually you know that's where your physics comes in to help you because if you do that wrong then you know you're going to cause some real problems with with the building um and with the, you know the healthy environment inside so it's the it's saying you know it's getting the physics to to work with you to achieve your the other goals that you want to achieve in the building which why that's, why is that's just fun. um on that point i think it's an interesting one because people feel like right, to make a house better you just got to add more insulation what can go wrong with that? Why can adding insulation to something that wasn't previously insulated cause problems? I mean, it's really, really to do with the management of moisture in buildings, and you know, the, the, so the single brick, uh, you know, solid brick wall buildings over here were never really designed to have insulation in them. They were designed to be slightly heated from the inside, so that the the moisture that comes from inside a building, people. Um, you know, cooking, bathroom, uh, even baths and things like that, that that was 
either sort of move through the fabric of a building, um, the breathable sort of walls, and through the sort of large amounts of ventilation. And you didn't, you know, people would wear the clothing and, and uh, uh, use the building appropriately. Now we sort of heat the buildings completely up and you know try to seal them quite tightly and actually you're trapping moisture inside the building and if you add it if you then add insulation without taking any care what you can end up with is a build-up of moisture in the cold brick walls so the moisture that from the rain on the outside just accumulates in the brick wall and it can either you know cause either physical structural problems in the wall you know joists can rot um and uh, you know you can get uh, you know degrading uh, mortar and areas like that, or you can end up with health problems associated with you know, things like mold. So black mold can grow hidden behind the wall. You know you won't see that that growing, but the air passing through that will will, will you know have have the black mold spores on it, and you know won't won't be very healthy for the occupants of the building. Yeah. So that's that's you know one of the problems. You know other problems can be you know if you don't do it do it properly sometimes just the gaps in the insulation the you know, lack of air tightness means that you know all that money that you've spent in some cases thousands and thousands of pounds insulating the building isn't really worth worth, worth it because you've missed out on some really key thermal bridges you know areas where the cold just gets through or gaps in the vent you know where you get drafts and things like that and you, you lose all the benefits from the, the nice insulation that you've put in so that's that's again the other problem that you can come up with yeah, and we've I've spoken to a, a few people recently just about that. Some recent research underlying that fact that uh, air tightness in that regard is a lot of people now believe it's more important than, than insulation, uh, and there's some evidence to suggest that. What's what's the um, you've identified some of the problems there of adding insulation. What are what? How do you avoid those problems? What are some of the the solutions to that? It's really just about one one of the ways you take is to take care of the air tightness. Air tightness is quite important when uh-huh. you internally insulate the building, so you don't let the moisture through into that gap zone between uh, between the the, the 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 interior and the wall. Um, so the making the very inter- inside layer airtight. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Making the very inside layer airtight. Uh, and that that really helps to um, prevent you know any any of the moisture from the building you know getting through. That's quite important. And in in many cases in the renovation jobs that we do, we try to separate that layer out and have it you know the air tightness layer separate from any internal finish. You know the the sort of internal skin of the wall, so you don't accidentally kind of hammer nails through it or yeah. painting through it. Puncture uh, it. Yeah, yeah, puncture it. Yeah. And, you know, we take care when we put service penetrations through, so we use tapes and seals uh, to make sure that, that that all occurs properly. I mean, it varies as well. You've got to do the analysis because it varies on the amount of insulation you put in. It varies on the climate where you are. So we tend to use a program using a physics program called Woofy, which does the moisture analysis for us and can analyse you know, how much of a risk the wall is at and you know, how much insulation we can put in. The other thing that we use uh, and can use quite often is a sort of breathable material like a wood fibre uh, board material which allows moisture to move through the wall um, rather than um, you know, in, a, in a managed way rather than you know something like a, a foam insulation which would 
uh, can trap moisture in, in those places behind the wall. But it, it really depends. And you, you know, what we do is we spend time analysing it, and that's yeah. where the physics comes in, if you like. Yeah, yeah. I just interviewed um, Ken Levinson from 475, and they have a great article on uh, insulating historic masonry buildings uh, and how they use Woofy to predict what um, what the best solutions are and where the, where to put the best laser. I'll put a link to that uh, in this episode so people can go and find it because it's a uh, it's a pretty informative stuff. It it, it does it's pretty technical. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes yeah. people. I think it makes people appreciate people like you who understand things like Woofy and and can do that interpretation and basically just give them the answer because yeah. uh, it, it can. The great thing about Woofy is that it will tell you if things will work or if they won't work, but it won't it won't figure out the answer for you. No, exactly that. And you've got to kind of interpret the results and apply them. And you know, classic kind of piece of software. You know, it's garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, you don't yeah. put the right information in. You got to you're going to get some silly numbers out. But, you know, it's something – it's interesting. It's it's something that people, building professionals even in Europe, are still learning about how to use it because, you know, we're doing things to the buildings now that we probably weren't, you know, yeah. 20 or 30 years ago. So we're really trying to push push the envelope and that that's that's where the challenge and the, the interesting interesting part comes. And, you know, I know those guys and Ken Levers and the guys in the States, they do they do a great, a great job over there in terms of what they do. Yeah. So, Will, who's your typical client? You've got a lot of stuff going on. You, you've got solar PV and solar thermal, um, but we've talked a little bit about passive house and, and retrofitting. What's the, what's the sort of core business and the stuff that you really like to get involved in and, at Green Tomato? Oh, we, we've got such a wide range of clients. I mean, you know, housing is, 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 is our big thing. So private clients who are doing you know, major renovations or refurbishments to houses is a big thing uh, for us. And either just providing them, like I say, the design and uh, advice and the consulting services to create, you know, low energy or passive house designs. You know, we've done a great little Enerfit uh, renovation project in, in London, which was the first one in London, um, and th- that's a great sort of, you know, classic little house extension here. So that it's really nice to work with private clients and, and work with those guys. Um, this, the solar installation comes from, you know, us working in and around London and, and noticing that there's, there's, you know, a lack of installers around here. So um, we've, we've just kind of filled that gap really. And, and um, luckily we've had nice clients who've kind of referred us on. And then <laughs> the other part of the, the, the other part of the business, which is, is kind of, triple glazed sash windows which we which came from the fact that we were doing these renovation projects of old houses trying to get to low end you know passive house standards and there just wasn't that technology around we couldn't have it there was no triple glazed um sash windows that the planners would be you know there's no triple glazed windows that the planners would be happy with so um, we we created our own, and so hence that business kind of came right. out of that. Wow, that's that's not a um, easy thing to just go and create your own triple glazed windows. No, exactly. You know, that that's something we've worked really hard on, and, and, and luckily, you know, very early on, we got uh, grants from the innovation um, uh, you know t- uh, authority here, 
and they they helped with you know the the kind of initial R and D on that. But you know it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears from the initial founders as well in terms of designing that and tri- trial and error. But we've you know we've got a product which is which is really nice now that we can we can work with, and um, you know we're hoping that you know we can we can help you know retrofit someone. I think there's about five million buildings built before 1919 here so they've all got sash yeah. windows in one form or another so we'd like to retrofit a few of those if we could <laughs> are they are they made locally yeah we make them in the uk just um just near cambridge and uh they're timber made by a guy who i think knows more about windows than than i know probably about uh about anything which is quite amazing really he's He's a fantastic joiner, and uh, they've got a great, great little thing. So we've got a nice little partnership with, awesome. with those guys, and yeah, it's um, it, it's really interesting. But I, I think the fun thing for us now is that we're starting to take our knowledge from you know individual houses and private homeowners out to people who are doing things on a bigger scale. So people who uh, provide social housing in the UK and are building you know, new and or renovating their social housing stock. Um, so we, instead of doing things to one house, we're starting to do things to, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 houses. And, uh, you know, that that's really exciting for me where we can achieve some sort of scale um, yeah. with developers and, and social housing providers. And that, really that's really have an impact. Yeah, you know, and, and even on the new build side, you know, getting down to, to passive house standards with, with, you know, larger scale new builds, which is, you know, really, I, I think that's, you know, Good, that's good fun as well, and using some new methods of construction as well, like yeah, cross-laminated awesome. timber. Yeah. Hey, before we wrap up, um, someone starting out on a on a project, uh, let's take a renovation project. What would be the the top three priorities of uh, improvement that you would recommend for them? Well, I think. I mean, the first thing is, I think you know, you've got to work with someone who um, is kind of prepared to to look at the building physics of the place. I think that's really important, that, you know, working with someone who's prepared to understand the building and, and, and run the numbers for you. Um, yep. You know, we, we can't make it everywhere in the world, but there are plenty of people all over the place who, who have this similar skills and capabilities. I, I think that that's probably the most important thing. And, and even on the other side of it, on the installation side, is finding contractors who are um, pragmatic enough probably to change the way they've done things before. Uh, and install things, you know, do things differently and do things to a, to a decent quality level. So it's the people side of the project that's, that's funnily enough, probably the, 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 the hardest challenge most of the time. Yeah, right. Uh, and so that's my, that's my top tip is work with, work with good people. Yep. Um, the, the second tip would, would really be, uh, you know, to take a lot of care around your, the specification of, of insulation Um so look at you look at you know the continuity of insulation across the building because if you get that wrong, you know you, you're wasting wasting your money really. And you know, so looking at the fabric of the building, getting the insulation right, getting it continuous and and all the way across the building, that's going to have you know the biggest impact, uh, I think. And when you combine that with a good focus on air tightness, you know you, you're going to have a great great building envelope. Nice. Uh, and that that will that will really you know that that's half the battle won really you don't I, I'm often quite controversial when it says you know I don't really care what heating system you put into a building whether it's electric or gas or anything else I have been noted, no, 
to uh, say the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because ultimately, you know, ultimately when you're down at very, very low energy amounts, you know, it, it, it doesn't make that much difference. And, that, yeah. and but, you know, be, you've really got to beware that middle ground because, you know, if you get to that thing where you sort of half do things, then, mm. you know, you can end up using a lot more energy than you expect or getting yep. yourself into trouble using, you know, technology that's not quite designed for the for the building that you yeah, wanting to yeah. create. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, that's some uh, great advice there, Will. Um, I suspect lots of people might be interested in finding out more. Where is the best place to get in touch? Um, you can get in touch through our website. It's just greentomatoenergy.com. Otherwise, you can you can find me on, on Twitter as well. Uh, um, it's sustainable. Uh, <laughs> yep. is my is my handle so uh, feel free to contact me through those any any of those uh mediums and we'll and, see what we can do for you and green tomato on facebook and twitter as well yeah green tomato energy also on also on uh also on twitter so uh we uh that's my my business partner actor who uh who tends to run the, the Twitter account and she tries to put up some interesting news stories on energy and sustainability as much as often as we can. Great. Hey, thank you very much for your time today. We'll really appreciate it and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Keep uh, doing the good work out there. Excellent. Really nice to speak to you, Matthew, and uh, thanks, to all the, thanks to you. And that was William Ray talking about the great work that Green Tomato Energy do in Hammersmith in the UK. And just another great little company doing really great things and kind of uh, a little bit jealous, actually. I'd love to be doing some of the work that they're doing and I'd love to be in the type of environment that has a demand for those types of services. And that's, what, that's really what this podcast is all about, is to encourage that sort of behavior and really inspire people to start asking the questions and demanding services like green energy tomato uh, green tomato energy uh, are providing if you enjoyed that and uh, or indeed if you didn't then i'd love to hear from you you can get in touch matthew at homestylegreen.com i'm also on facebook pretty active on twitter and as i mentioned at the top of the show you can also contact me via linkedin and a few other places as well but they're probably the main ones um Thanks very much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And uh, would also really appreciate any comments, feedback on the iTunes store because that really helps the reach of the show. Also, don't forget our great sponsors, Nadora. You can check them out, nadora.com or energyefficientbuilding.co.nz. And, of course, Proclaimer for all your air tightness and high performance and energy efficient building systems. That They're at proclaimer.co.nz or proclaimer.com. Thanks so much for listening. This is Matthew Cutler-Welsh for another episode of Homestyle Green. Tune in again next week, and in the meantime, go make a better place to live.